0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to the My Podcast. I am James Prescott, your host. Welcome back to the show. Really great to have you all with us again this week, and uh, I'm I'm really excited about uh, today's episode for a number of reasons. Um, one of the ones is the topic, which we'll get onto in a minute, but the other is um, having a good friend of mine um, from a community, that, an online community that I'm part of, um, uh, who is going to be guesting with me. So, welcome douglas humphreys
1: thank you it's uh it's good to be on
0: yeah it's great to have you here honestly um, we've we've known each other for quite a while because we uh, we're part of this online community called the coven mm-hmm. and hello to anyone who's in the coven listening um when we do these monthly zoom calls where we kind of the whole where all of us kind of catch up and share and things and so we've been we've interacted there a lot so yeah, and uh, he wanted to come on and talk about this topic that I really wanted to talk about. So, yeah, um, and what we're going to talk about today, we're going to continue with our kind of on-off series, Geek Philosophy, um, and today we're going to talk about Loki, the show um, on Disney+. Plus. Um, and again, we're going to drop spoilers today, so if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Uh, if you don't want to know what happens, don't... then go and watch the whole show because it's brilliant uh, and then come back. But, um, yeah, so spoilers ahead, just in case anybody hasn't seen it. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's a great show. And um, I suspect most people know who Loki is because most people are seeing the Avengers movies now. Uh, Most people are aware of the Marvel Universe. Uh, And, yeah, and the show is really kind of... um, a kind of deconstruction journey for him, a transformation journey for him, kind of taken out of his, um, taken out of his normal timeline, actually, Um, literally, quite literally, Uh, (laughs) and um, forced to face up to himself. And um, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, The whole premise of the show is basically that he is taken out of his timeline into a place that is outside of time. um, And and kind of prosecuted for trying to uh, trying to change the uh, set timeline that everyone is meant to live by. Uh, and then in that whole process, he comes to terms, comes to terms with himself, with his identity, with his character, with his grief, with everything that he's that he's done, and who he is. And he has to face up to it. And he goes through this big transformation. Um, he meets other versions of himself. So not all of them look like him. One of them's a crocodile. Uh, okay, alligator sorry and one of them and there's there's women there's you know there's old men there's like children there's like, different versions of him which are completely different but are the same character um and yeah it goes on this journey and it's it's a really great show what was kind of your experience of, of this show doug uh
1: yeah i I really bought into the concept um very quickly just because i I've I've enjoyed Marvel and I really enjoyed kind of the production value and how they kind of really approach these, especially these live action series that they're doing now, um, not in just like let's make something really spectacular, but let's make something that's actually like well written and even kind of experimental um, in the stage. And, you know, you think of, of WandaVision, which is equal parts, this kind of celebration of TV sitcoms as it is a very much a Marvel superhero story and that they were able to strike that balance, uh, Mm -hmm. which is kind of fascinating. And then we have this, this story, which, you know, the it's, it's when you have a character like Loki, and then obviously there's so many things that go into that of like the actor of, of Tom Hiddleston, it's hard not to be like, okay, that becomes a fan favorite very quickly. Like it's, it just has all the elements of like, okay, we're definitely going to follow this guy forever, and so that to have his series and then to put him in a situation that really kind of challenges who he is, uh, I really bought in to the the concept very. I pretty much episode one, I was in. I didn't they'd have yeah. to, they didn't have to sell me on it very fast. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm really fascinated. They did a great job in the first elements of me. basically they did a good job of uh, in the first element basically just breaking his character right out. So it's not like we're not going to play the games. You know, there's other things you can do, but right now we're gonna we're gonna break you down to your studs, so that by the end of the episode we can actually start on the real story, which mm-hmm. is him coming to terms with himself. And, you know, they set that up very quickly. I love, I love the writing, and I'm, I'm a super writer nerd on that sense. So I really just bought oh, into same. that immediately.
0: Absolutely The same, yeah,
1: yeah, and so that I I really just got into it just from the story itself. And then got a couple episodes in, and actually you, when you had pitched this idea on Twitter of kind of like the deconstruction aspects or the the deconstruction of fundamentalist aspects, I had never really considered that. The moment you said that, I was like, oh, okay, I see it all right now. It's just like <laughs> the whole matrix. Yeah. matrix became visible, like, oh, no, it's everywhere. I remember you said that, and I agreed to do this immediately. And then the next episode was like, oh, well, this this is already writing the podcast for us because this episode is really kind of serving it up. It feels – I've written yeah. enough to know that higher themes don't always – even to the writer aren't always necessarily evident that you can accidentally stumble upon these. There was so much to the show that felt like if they weren't doing this on purpose, this was miraculous because there's so much of it that really lines up with this kind of – um of this deconstruction and it even makes more sense that you would have loki as the main character because loki is obviously okay. the god of mischief the last thing you want to tell him is you can't do something and he's just going to do it because you were spite spite despite you and mythologically mischief gods and these trickster gods mm. exist to up in the norm that's why they're there that's why we write stories about them and so he became he was from the first second the perfect character to write this story about because he is someone who is looking, he's looking to start a fire and now we're giving him a legitimate reason to start one. And of course he's going to, he's going to take up that torch and immediately go in and then just the rest of the story that comes from that is just brilliant.
0: Yeah. It's right. It hit me very quickly. I guess I have eyes open for this kind of thing because, mm-hmm. because I'm, I guess I'm a storyteller and because I always look at the bigger picture of things and I always see things, and because I've always followed these kind of stories since I was a kid, and I've always been able to notice these kind of bigger meanings and stuff. And, yeah, it was like, oh, my God, yeah, this, the, um, uh, what's the name of the time? What the um, TVA? TVA, the TVA, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Time, some various, time various authority, authority, right? yeah yeah, they're essentially like when you—it's it's really clever because they suck you in the first episode. They think, "Oh, they're, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. they're the good guys, right? Yeah. They're the good guys," because you just assume Loki's a bad guy. So anyone else who's not Loki <laughs> is a good guy, right? Yeah. So, yeah. um, um, and that's kind of where you go into it, and then then like uh, like two or three episodes in, you start to think, "Hold on a minute, this is, <laughs> this isn't no, this is quite this is a bit disturbing." Like, and I started to think, and then I had this moment—I I can't remember when it was, but it was. It was, yeah, it was in the episode three, I think, or something. And I yeah. had this moment of, like, oh, my God, this is this is evangelical, like, Christian culture. This is, <laughs> yeah. like, this is exactly what they do to you. They suck you in and make you think they're the good guys, and then they're not. They're just trying mm-hmm. to control you and limit you. And, like, this is, like, as in, like, the sacred timeline, right? As in this is... Oh, yeah. As in this is, like, how how you're meant to live. This is, like, like the Bible, almost. You know, like, this is... Mm-hmm. the way God wants you to live. This is your calling. This is where you, this is what must be anything else is the deviance to that has to be shut off and silenced and like controlled. And like, mm-hmm. and you soon realize that, hold on, this isn't a good thing that's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. This isn't actually good. And then um, Loki meets his other self, his female self. Yeah. And you start to, and you understand her story and you start to see, Oh right, so they kind of basically took her as a child and abused her and just sent her away uh, and didn't really give her a chance. Um, and it's like, whoa, goodness. And then you started to, yeah. feel, and then I started to felt empathy for Loki, and it was like, oh, that wasn't like I wasn't expecting that, <laughs> you know. And he starts to see it as well and mm-hmm. starts to realize, hold on, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't good. I need to do something about this um yeah Uh,
1: yeah i just they did it and you say episode three and it's absolutely episode i can know i remember the moment um and it's when you know sylvie the the female loki basically admits that she knew all along or she figured out that all the tva members um are variants that they that that they've been sold this lie And, and loki's really like wait you he's like they're what and she's like oh and she says it like it's a very obvious thing he's like they don't know that like they're not aware of that yeah, and that, you see that, that, that moment, moment of kind of yeah. Yeah, it's that moment. And it's so just brilliant writing and acting and storytelling that in the first two episodes, you like you said, you are bought into the idea. You may have this niggling doubt at the back, you're like, oh, there's probably something, there's a there's an Oz character, there's something behind the curtain, something going on there, and it's gonna it's gonna be the main conflict. But you're really kind of sold to the idea of what they're doing is serves a purpose and especially like you're you're sold to the idea and this is this is such good storytelling you're sold to the idea is you know who the villain is and then in episode three you feel like oh she's not the villain at all she's just an antagonist to this order um but quickly realize oh the order itself is is the problem here and that's kind of like it it feels so much on point like i said of a fundamentalism in general, and then evangelical Christianity specifically—that it's hard to think like, how could this not have been on purpose? Um, and just like that sense of, oh, okay, we we bought, we drank the Kool Aid, we bought at this idea. Loki has his doubts because he was just never going to conform because that's his character. But even in this sense of, and they did such a great, there's so many great performances out there. But like mm-hmm. Owen Wilson's character of of Mobius, oh yeah, he's who fantastic. we. Yeah. I was I was discussing with my brother that um, Owen Wilson managed to make a character that was like it felt like uh, almost like a Columbo character. He feels very much like a quintessential detective. He has all the kind of mannerisms you'd expect from that, and so we we immediately respect him for that. And you can kind of see that Loki respects him. He doesn't agree with a lot of what he does, but in even by episode two, Loki respects this guy. And they sit down, mm-hmm. and then they have that conversation of the salad. Uh, where Loki's like, "How can? What's this sacred timeline crap? Like, wh- How could you go around this?" And and Mobius is very serious. He's like, "Well, this is this is what we're doing. We're we're maintaining order because the the alternative is is war. The alternative is all the variations of ourselves coming out and trying to kill us. And we're we're actually saving the universe." And Loki, and again, feels so on point that Loki's like, "You know, I respect you. So I think just as the point, I think you're an intelligent person. You say something like that." And that hit, that you know hit me square in the chest because I've been on both sides of that conversation.
0: Yeah, uh, the sense of it's, it's fascinating us, because yeah. mm-hmm. because I I think of all the different variants and I've done a bit of um, <laughs> internal family systems therapy, right? And so basically that's kind of going into all your trauma parts of your brain mm-hmm. um, and talking to them and engaging with them and having a relationship with them and and it's parts of you. Or it's, yeah, or it's Versions of you even mm-hmm. because these parts often all managers often think that you're still a certain age. They said, yes. well, I had one who thought I was still 13. Right. Oh yeah. And I had mm-hmm. to show them like, um, cause I take them to my prefrontal cortex and say, actually I'm not <laughs> I'm <laughs> 44 actually. Um, and then they change that, that, that part changes. And, and so it, it, having done all of that and then obviously the embodiment work with Jamie, Mm-hmm. where your body is a person um, mm-hmm. and having done doing work on awareness and consciousness and like your body uh, um, almost something some someone who exists within within your awareness um, who lives a body your body lives in you mm-hmm. um, it was like oh all these different versions of loki are kind of all these variants are like almost it's almost like that that, in kind of physical form, all mm-hmm. these different parts of you um yeah. that exist that you didn't know existed, um and you have to kind of get on with and figure out and listen to and have relationships with, and that's kind of felt like that's what he was doing when he met all these different versions of himself, and oh yeah, um, like he was getting to know himself um, so I saw lots of elements of that as well, and it's interesting that that kind of happens in the second half of this series when he's kind of really into this kind of what you want to call deconstruction, like really yeah. heavily into that at that point. Cause that's when, it, that's when it happens for me. It was kind of later on. Kind mm-hmm. of like, um and yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating.
1: Oh yeah. Just, I mean, it's, it's such the hero's journey and they did such a good job of that, especially with a character like Loki um, that I've seen anti-hero and villain protagonist stories that really just don't understand that. Um, that really, he 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 literally comes to terms with himself by facing the parts of himself that are kind of the various parts of himself that are kind of taken out of himself and then kind of expanded to, to proportion so that he can actually see it. And he's disgusted by it. You know, the whole fifth episode where he is in the void, he's facing this army of himself and all these different versions. And he's just like, what? I can't stand myself. Literally, literally can't stand himself. But then through that process of learning to want to be better, that he is he's that Loki of all the variants of himself that are trapped in this place, that are just fighting each other literally to survive, mm-hmm. that he wants to be more. He wants to be better because he sees, okay, I see what I look like when I'm this version. I see what I look like when I'm that version. I see what I look like when I'm this or that or just obsessed with power like I've always been. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be the sad, lonely man. And I don't want to be the angry kid. And I don't want to be the prideful person. And I probably don't want to be the alligator. You know, it's, it's this Mm -hmm. kind of facing himself. And it's interesting, especially from that aspect of how Sylvie works, because, and I think I really, I really hope that the, the second half of this series that, you know, is going to be season two, that they kind of explore that, that, um, Sylvie is, I think, the part of, of, of many parts, I think, the part of Loki, the Sylvie is actually the hero Loki, because that's the part that he's never really embraced in any kind of aspect. But I think that's part of her variance, is that she was taken from a child and has been on this journey of what we're told is revenge, but really is kind of writing the universe, because she feels like what, is done, what was done to her was unfair, and she knows it was done to other people. And so that she, what her journey is, that she represents the aspect of himself that is actually heroic. And, but ultimately, and this is kind of where the finale was setting up, but ultimately flawed because she can't let her anger go and that she can't let her revenge go. And it's, there's going to be, yeah, obviously.
0: That, I was interested in that because at the end, when, when mm-hmm. in the last episode, when Loki and her are fighting, it's almost as if yeah. like, oh, right. Okay. So our Loki, the one we've been with, mm-hmm. done this 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 grief work, this trauma yeah. work. Mm-hmm. And he realizes the con- he realizes that he can't give in to his anger and that he can't like let that control him and this sense of injustice control him. Whereas she kind of hasn't still hasn't processed that that mm-hmm. part. You know, she hasn't done the work on that part. Um and so she's still like she's been on this journey for her whole life yeah. and can't let go of the need for revenge. And and obviously the consequences of that are you know,
1: I've multiversal,
0: had, yeah, but, but there was also a side of me of thinking, well, okay, so if you take control instead of him, then is that mm-hmm. just another form of certainty? Like, and you're controlling mm-hmm. the certainty is, although because although you start a kind of multiversal war, if you if you yeah. kill the the the, the guy, um, i have forgotten his name because it was he had a fancy but, name. A he
1: who remains, he who but he's remains. basically Kang yeah. for the Marvel fans. Out yeah, there.
0: Kang. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, big villain. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, by killing him, you create a whole load of multiverses, and they will be they will end up being at war.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, you could say that's a bad thing, but at the same time, you're kind of setting people people free to have the journey that they're meant to have. Even if that's mm-hmm. multi even if that's in multiverses. So it's there's kind of two sides to it. I was kind of like, What what's what's good here and what's not good here? Like what's you know, um, could they kind of take over the role that the one that he who remains had and do it in a different way, do it with a different system, do it with a different perspective, maybe that maybe kind of that's the middle ground. Mm-hmm. Rather than just do what he did. Um, that might have been the middle ground. Um uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, well, I guess we'll never know now, but it's but it is interesting, um, yeah, I, I think,
1: yeah, go ahead, please. um, I think it's interesting you kind of talked about like what Sylvie's journey is kind of that our loki, the main loki, has kind of made done the grief work, and if if we're kind of looking at this through that sort of deconstruction lens that Sylvie is someone who is, you know deconstructed. Early on, and has kind of been that outcast for a very long time, working to kind of take down the system. I think that the part of her, maybe the 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 flawed nature of her, is that she hasn't really done the grief work in the same way that that the main Loki has. That she is she is taken to the anger and but has just kind of lived there, and so yeah, this mm-hmm. definitely warrants some more. And I think I think we're just part of the questions you kind of ask are like, well, which what was the right decision? I think we're just halfway through the story, and we don't really know where it's going to go. So we don't really know what the consequences of either action would be fully. Yeah. But that where we're at now, we have we have Loki, who has deconstructed himself, who has somewhat deconstructed the system he was in. Um, this we're kind of left with a question mark as to if the system still exists. It seems like it does now in a different capacity. They might have to go back and actually you know deconstruct it. But he has he has unhinged himself from it and now understands that. And then we have Sylvie, who is just angry to the sense that sh- the main conflict between them at the very end was that Loki wants to ask the question, What are the consequences here? which is a very un thing for him to kind of ask. And then Sylvie, and the, how the kind of roles of hero and anti hero kind of flip, that Sylvie is just, I want to do this because this is what I need, regardless of the consequences. That I think. Their their roles kind of switched. Of Loki is in the place of actually considering what what are the moral choices outside of the framework that the TVA sit, because the TVA was basically saying these this is our moral framework, which is variation, you know, prune it out. Um, that he he rejected that system, but that he's actually trying to work and figure out what is the right answer. What is what is my moral framework, and then we have Sylvie who. Has not answered that question yet. That she has deconstructed, but hasn't really done the grief work of of actually trying to reconstruct something. So then maybe that's kind of. And if we again looking at that reconstruction framework for this, that Loki is on the journey to kind of reconstruct something that matters to him, um, mm. and that Sylvie is kind of rejects that and when it's kind of wishes, "I'm not you." Um, that she has not made that decision. That she she is deconstructed but has not started the reconstruction journey for her because this was just Mm -hmm. something that kind of consumed her. Maybe that's, um, and again, you know, there's more to the story, but it's an interesting aspect of when you look at that of where they are at in that journey.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it's fascinating to me always to see how characters, when they confront their grief and their trauma and, and do the work, the the transformation that happens, Mm -hmm. you know, I've always, i said so many times that the grief, Uh, can be the energy of transformation it can be the energy of of healing um if we choose to face it if we choose to name it if we choose to feel it and confront it and this show is about loki doing that work yeah and you see it you can see it in his face in his body language Mm -hmm. at the end of the last episode like um he's sitting there just head in hands like looking at the camera and you can see the lines on his face you can mm-hmm. see like like you can see in his like everything about him like he's had it all taken out of him he's just done all this work and it's like it's taken its toll and you can see it um mm-hmm. and the fascinating thing for me is this series begins at the end of the first Avengers movie yeah right so you I'm going to, I'm going to probably going to go and watch the first Avengers movie and then watch Loki straight after because Mm -hmm. I think it'll add something to the, to his, to his timeline, to his journey, because to go from what he was in that movie to what he is at the end of this series in the space of probably about what in real time is about two, probably about two weeks, six weeks or I don't know how many weeks it is, but it's a few weeks. It's not long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an incredible journey. Um, like he's compl- become almost a completely different character, you mm-hmm. know, just by doing that work, you know, by being made to, to sit down and face up to himself and see what he did and what he's been, been through and, and kind of deal with his grief and his trauma and his anger and and, his, his, and who he is and meet himself and get to know himself. He's just become a different person. And like to the extent that in the last episode he is offered the throne. Yeah. He's offered it. He's just like, have it. You can have everything you can have. You not just the throne, but you can have the infinity stones. You can have everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he just turns it down without even thinking about it. He doesn't even consider it really. He just, that's not what he's there for. Uh, And he turns down, then he turns down the opportunity to take the throne of he who remains, I think. Does he? Yeah. Um yeah, or he I don't think that he, he doesn't seek out power, certainly. Um He
1: doesn't he doesn't jump at the chance like we might expect him to have done in the old version of his character, certainly.
0: Yeah, he would have probably sought it out, he wouldn't have waited to be offered it. He would have tried to claim it before he was offered it. Mm-hmm. Uh and he doesn't he doesn't try to do that and it's like, Whoa gosh, this he's just that person, that Loki's gone. That other Loki's yeah. gone. He's just not yeah. He's you know and, yeah i'm excited to see where he where this character goes next. you know he's become probably become my favorite character now But with, with, mm-hmm. with steve rogers now kind of gone he was my favorite character yeah. i think loki's becoming my favorite ncu character currently um yeah really interesting to see what happens next
1: yeah it's it's fascinating. like i said i i just have loved what they've done with it um i'm a, I'm a you know i'm a sucker for character development and they've taken such a good job of taking a character that you know has had his own kind of journey in the kind of the the films but this obviously is a different version but is now in um his own journey and kind of becoming this heroic character um but yeah i am excited to see where it goes too but uh it was is it funny kind of what you talked about like deconstruction and we see like loki and sylvie kind of on different roads of that but then going back to kind of that um fundamentalist deconstruction, it was really interesting kind of goes into the point that it feels again like this is a purple purposeful decision on the writer's part uh, that in episodes I think it was like four and five, we have uh, the character of Ravana, uh, Judge Renslayer who um, mm. I thought was just fascinated by that and wanted to see kind of interested to see where they take her as well, but that her reaction to the to the reveal. Of like when Mobius and Hunter B, uh, B12, when they're kind of faced with the reality of the TVA that they've worked that they've devoted their lives to, that they're kind of like aghast at it. And then we have Ravana who sees the cracks and then is shown the truth and then immediately takes steps to preserve the system that she's in. And mm. that struck me immediately because, again, I think we both know people who are like that of the sense of in those kind of worlds that we have lived in that they fight to keep them not because that they have deluded themselves into that. They are ignoring the truth, but they have seen the truth, but they are convinced that this has to be maintained and that, uh, Ravonna is a character who has devoted her life and has derived meaning from this place. And then she has that line in episode six, where she talked to Mobius and he basically says it can't have all been for nothing that she is so devoted to the idea of the TVA that she is willing to completely ignore the things that they have done. Um, because she is convinced it has to be for some purpose um and that she is she's now defending that purpose even though she has no real moral reason to she's just convinced herself that this is this has to stand because this has given her life meaning and uh, purpose and that she is willing to at you know at a certain point that she she is friends with Mobius and she was willing to prune him immediately that the moment he threatened that and that kind of yes she, she is. is basically. Yeah.
0: She is so wrapped up in the certainty of it that she mm-hmm. cannot mm-hmm. She cannot live without it, even though she knows it's not true. Yes, um, she she is not willing to go to that place. She's mm-hmm. not willing to do that work. She she's too scared to do that. Um, yeah, um, and and the the other the other thing the other thing about it that it reminded me of is people in power. Yeah, uh, who head up these kind of. Power structures evangelical and evangelicalism or whatever you want to you know uh, even in, in politics that, mm-hmm. that they know what they know what they're doing is wrong they know that the system is wrong but they benefit from it and um, they don't want that to change so they will protect it um, and she that she has that to a certain extent because she's in a very strong position of power in that mm-hmm. system and she you know and it's and there's security in that uncertainty in that and she doesn't want to give that up um and i mean one of the most profound scenes of that of the show is when they actually go to the you know the the head, the kind of the, the who are there, who they think are, are the people behind the tva right the, the, the lords kind of, of time i believe lords of time yeah whatever and mm-hmm. and and you find out they're all kind of droids they're all yeah. robots they're not conscious people they're just kind of figureheads um Used by somebody else to control them, basically, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Which sounds very familiar. Um, You know, and there's obviously he who remains, and uh, he who remains is a fascinating character. Um, Oh yeah. You know, it's almost like um, he's like the head of a denomination or senior pastor or someone behind the scenes who nobody knows about who um, controls the whole thing, like the firm, you know, you you heard of them like in America, Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, this, this kind of group of evangelicals who are kind of infiltrated every power structure in America and nobody knows who they are, but everyone knows they exist. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're kind of faceless. And um, there's a whole documentary series on Netflix about them, um, which is fascinating. And, It's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And not even the people, not even the people who run the TVA know, know who that person is. No, no, he, he remains like not even Mm -hmm. them. It's kind of hidden behind this, behind this veil. And it's only Loki and, uh, and his variant that get behind it. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And yeah, it's, um, it's fascinating.
1: Yeah. There's just so many layers to that. And, You know, especially from that lens of of deconstruction, it's that there's just I mean, you could write a book about this, and it's just it's you know, now where we're teasing it out, it we just keep pulling back layers, and like, oh no, I recognize this in a very you know realistic, unsci-fi way, uh, which is kind of fascinating and kind of scary. But that something I noticed, and this you know goes back into the kind of the the lens. they kind of hint at in the first couple of episodes when they're talking about these variant timelines and they kind of how they have that line of the sacred timeline. And then these offshoots, like, like, mm. um, like branches coming off and like, well, we have to prune that, um, that they, they purposely, and it's very much purposely in the first couple of episodes don't really define uh, what variance is other than that it's, it is, you know, deviation from the sacred timeline. So we we're given, the variant Loki, or the the prime Loki of the series, that he's obviously a variation because he wasn't supposed to be there. The Avengers went back in time uh, to get the Infinity Stones in Endgame and kind of messed up, um, and actually accidentally kind of helped create this variant Loki who escapes capture and, and kind of there. This this, and we obviously come from that of uh, like, oh, obviously he's a variant. He's not the real Loki, and so we understand that. And again, it's just brilliant writing. Um, and it's not until. About episode four, that it occurred to me, and I think this again was purposeful, that the idea of variation or variance is not, even if you, up to that point we might understand like, oh, this is probably not a good system, um, but we don't really understand that the idea of variance is not some kind of, you did something wrong or you did something uh, that would mess up the timeline in some kind of like time mm-hmm. in some kind of like time travel scenario. What variance is to the TVA and their variant energy is you have acted in a way that is out of character for the narrative we have set for you.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
1: And it's interesting because, like in episode four, when they find them, they're on Lamentis. They we have Loki and Sylvie, They think they're about to die, and they have this kind of very genuine moment between them, and that starts off this huge variant spike that the TVA is watching. Is like, have you ever seen something that you know? Uh, that that's sharp before, and they that's how they're able to locate them. And it occurred to me, like the variance there um, that Mobius talked and they talked about, like there's this some kind of connection between Loki and Sylvie. But I think a lot of that variance is that we have these two Lokis having a real conversation, showing real empathy, basically acting very unLoki in how the TV has defined yeah. who Loki is. And so that's what caused the variance. Is that variance is not some kind of like super time science thing variants is basically you have stepped out of what we what we have decided your place in the story is it's basically it's just it's just non-conformity to the narrative that they have created
0: yeah absolutely it's it's basically like this is who you're meant to be this is what this mm-hmm. is this is who you are this is what you're meant to believe this is what you're meant to how you're meant to live this is um who we've decided that you are uh and who you're not and you don't get to decide to be anything other than we what we want you to. And everyone that will sound familiar to everybody who's been in a church. Um, right, especially an evangelical church. Um <laughs> because it's basically you this is how God wants you to live, this is who God's called you to be, you fit with this, or we or you're gonna go and burn in hell, or we'll we'll chuck you out of the church or whatever, or um uh, we'll have concerns about you, you know, like we'll mm-hmm. have meetings to try and do something about, it, you know, whatever. This is, it's, it's an exact replica of that. And, um, there's no, there's no free will with the TVA. It's, we decide the timeline. We decide who you are. We decide how, what your life is going to be. And you don't have a choice in that. This is, this is the life you have. Um, and it's not a, and if you deviate from that we will punish you um and they send them to kind of a form of hell which is like the thing at the end of time right so it it, it, it there's a bit it's, it's huge metaphor really like when you oh, yeah. when you when you see it it's like you can't unsee it it's like wow this is giant you know this is this is really you know and it's um yeah and i hope that people who are listening you know who've been on this kind of journey will, will go back and watch the show and with those eyes um mm-hmm. and uh and understand it in that way because it, it you know and Loki's journey should should encourage us because you think that Loki is kind of beyond redemption right he's like yeah. evil he's selfish he's deceitful he's a liar he doesn't care about anybody else um he's he's cruel and then like he goes on this journey and it's like oh that was just all like that was just all unresolved grief anger um trauma um resentment like jealousy all that all this kind of stuff it was just unresolved and once he resolved it he wasn't like that anymore um and it's kind of this is what can happen if you engage with the work this is what can happen if you do the work of transformation and embodiment and and naming your grief and trauma it it can transform you
1: yeah and i think it's it's such a great just, i just loving the, the layers of this story that they have written. It's such a great example of that the Loki we're following is a variant. They have named him. They make him wear a jacket that says in the back, they have named him as variant. And that what he becomes, the kind of person, the kind of hero that we're really like, proud of, would not have happened if he hadn't been a variant. That he is, he ends up kind of better than the version of self that he was, only by non nonconforming conformity to this sacred timeline. He has to exist. He exists outside of it. He is the nonconformist. And so that it's what it's saying is that as much as the TVA and the people who work for them, especially at the beginning of the series, are kind of convinced this is the best of all possible worlds for whatever reason, or just because we said so, that this is, this is actually we're heading towards the perfect ending if we follow this. And this is why, and this is what they have to tell themselves to, to assume that they're to continue to doing the work that loki this version of loki is such a great example of actually when you deviate from that norm you that the work when you do the work of kind of deconstruction the better person you become because of that the loki is a better person because of this journey is on then that journey would not have happened if he hadn't whether consciously or unconsciously in his actions rejected this sense of the system that says, no, this is the version of you. This is what you're meant to do and when you're meant to go and how you're meant to act that by rejecting it, he actually becomes a better person where the system had told him over and over again, if you reject it, you will become worse.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Spot on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It all comes about as a, when he chooses, to reject the timeline, the system that he is part of, yeah. And the moment he does that, he becomes a different person, and mm-hmm. it takes him on the journey that we see, yeah. Um, because according to the timeline, what should happen to him is what we already saw in all the movies, right? Mm-hmm. It's, all, yes. it's all what should happen to him because it's already happened, right? <laughs> We've seen it, yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, but he chose something different, he had. Yeah. And he may have chosen it out of necessity almost like to escape what, you know, punishment he thought he was going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ended up being the best thing that kind of happened to him. It kind of liberated him from himself.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think where this story is going, and I certainly hope they continue this kind of very great momentum that they built in the second season, where it's going is that we're going to figure out that what, that decision is not just good for him but that decision is going to be ultimately good for everyone um and whatever mm-hmm. version this ends up with you know how and the just you know the question is still kind of under answered as to you know the 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 who remains and kang posted them was like here's your two options um and i think they're probably going to find a third but that what it's going to come out to is that this was him rejecting that not just made him into a better person but open up the doors for everyone to kind of live that. And that's that's the lesson I think ultimately of the series is gonna be of when we, when we have this free will, yes, it opens up the possibility of, of negative consequences, in this case, some kind of multiversal war, some kind of version of Kang that's even worse than he who remains. Um, but by doing so, even though we're opening up to terrible things, what we actually open up is even better things. And that it's only by rejecting that conformity that so much the system is telling us, look, it may not be perfect, but if you reject this, all hell's going to break loose. Uh, but that by rejecting it, that's actually how we make the better world. That we have to start there. We, we have to open ourselves to the possibility of, um, of maybe some kind of negative consequence that they were, we're warned against. But that's the only way that we can actually become the better people we need to be.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. That's the heart of the show. Yeah. That's the heart of the show you have to risk things getting worse in order for things to get better.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. You have to, you have to step out of the safety of the system, um, and risk, like you said, risk things getting worse, but that's the only way you can actually build something even better than the system.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Wow. This has been fantastic. Really has. I've enjoyed this so much. Thank you. Um, it's got me excited to watch the show again. Actually, I'm going to go back. And forth yeah, I, I
1: feel like I should probably marathon that whole thing again. Just, yeah, just for-
0: right. It's, <laughs> uh, it's so good. Um, yeah, fantastic. So, where can people find you uh, on on social media and things?
1: Uh, most social media, Twitter and Instagram, I am Douglas under uh, Douglas underscore among us, um, just kind of uh, spelled how it sounds. And uh, yeah, or if you are interested in kind of deconstruction and uh, embodiment work, um, you know, James and I would both recommend uh, the work of Jamie Lee Finch. And then uh, obviously the space that we are uh, so happy to be part of uh, in the, uh, the coven, which is this equal parts mm-hmm. social media workshop and community for people on very similar journeys.
0: Mm, I would heartily recommend The Coven. It is a beautiful community um, with some beautiful people, and it's a mm-hmm. safe space. Um, and we both love Jamie. Jamie's been a guest on this show before. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I highly recommend all of that and can give Doug a, uh, Douglas a follow on social media too. Um, Thank you. So, um, thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been really, really great. Have a great day.